Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say Engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. Compassion. The church needs to rise. Rise. The Monica Matthews Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. January 13th, 2020. President Trump has been impeached for a second time by the House of Representatives. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, more notably are the following names who decided to go along with every single Democrat in the United States House of Representatives. John Kotko of New York, Liz Cheney of Wyoming, Adam Kinzinger of Illinois, Fred Upton of Michigan, Jamie Herrera Butler of Washington State, Dan Newhouse of Washington State, Peter uh, Miser of Michigan, Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio, Tom Rice of South Carolina, David Valadell of California. Those are Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump along with every single Democrat in Congress. And what they've accused him of is inciting an insurrection, inciting an insurrection. And here's why I think this is really important. If you are a Trump supporter, this is very important. I'm not talking about Kim Clement's prophecy right this second. I'm talking about something called the Jedi mind trick. The days of hyperbole in terms of the days of assigning the value of hyperbole to hashtag campaigns like uh, Alinsky 101. Um, I'm trying to think of other hyperbolic hashtag campaigns that we've, that as conservatives, we've, we've used over the past four years because that's what we've all been relegated to in our abysmal, dumbed-down fear of man, idolatry of man ways, really since Obama, to be quite honest with you. I mean, our nation's always had a love affair with our government, let's be real, and with politics. But I think, oh, man... I, I 
I've talked about a spirit of guilt on my show a lot, right? And a spirit of grief and anger and fear and all that stuff. The only reason Barack Hussein Obama was able to lead the masses over a cliff and and, and why he won overwhelmingly his first term, I personally believe, is because this nation, A, I feel like Yahoo, Trader McCain, was absolutely a Manchurian candidate, sacrificial lamb to lose, for sure. You guys think Barack Obama was the Manchurian candidate. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that our national guilt is what aligned us. And some of you are like, what do you mean national guilt? I don't feel guilty. about Really? Um, how many of you have succumbed to your retarded pastors? I'm a, I can say that word because I'm a musician and it means something. And to be stunted, for something to be stopped, delayed, to retard, to just kind of pull back a little, it's a little bit different than the rest of the notes about to be played. A retard. Yes, some of your pastors are literally not right in their spirit, much less their head, and they have convinced you that the blood of Christ is not enough to pay for the slavery sin of this country. And I believe in the collective psyche of this nation. When we elected that man, our bank accounts were so depleted we were like, what the hell's going on? We need a savior. Because that's what everybody does. The Israelites did it. We're nothing new. We're nothing new. We needed a savior. And our economy was looking pretty crappy, right? And we change, change. Anytime. <laughs> and some of you Republicans are literally still running through the streets with a change campaign. <laughs> Club for growth. Right? Yeah, I'm throwing everybody under the bus tonight, especially anyone who's just like a hardcore, you know, I know Rand and Ron Paul are all about Club for Growth, but I see some of the candidates that Club for Growth has got, you know, busting out onto the street, and I'm like, okay, all right. Plus, I don't trust anybody's money anymore. You talk about these big packs, forget it. It all needs to be stripped. It needs to be completely stripped, defanged, our whole political system. Campaign finance reform is so, God, we are so behind the times. But you guys keep running to the big packs that put money behind candidates. You know, why don't you just do the grunt work and get out and shake hands and pat babies' butts and kiss cheeks and introduce yourself and, you know, I don't know, maybe the old-fashioned way of getting out and meeting and, and some candidates actually still do that. I know I recall one of our candidates here talking about the th- tens of thousands of doors that they knocked on. I'm like, okay, well, that's a, that's awesome in this day and age. That needs to happen. I digress. When looking at the landscape of what's happening right now with the Jedi mind trek, the Saul Alinsky, Right. I mean, how many times have you seen this is Alinsky 101. Most people have never even read rule, rules for radicals, so they don't know what 
Saul Alinsky's agenda, plan, and really chess game is all about. It's just become a hashtag. It's just become the boogeyman. It's like Soros. He's a prime example of another hashtag campaign where we've all just kind of been duped. National guilt. We elected Barack Hussein Obama twice. Now, I'm convinced after what I've seen in this election that we more than likely had election fraud then. And why do I say that? I say that because Venezuela has had this election fraud that we've actually participated in uh, with countries around the globe. And we know it. Our three-letter agencies know it too. We all You can watch like people who look remotely strange, right, on YouTube videos where you're like, okay. You know, you know how we are as Republicans. If somebody's got a nose ring or a couple of weird piercings in weird places, you know, some weird, I don't know, hoodoo voodoo looking artwork behind them. We're kind of like, you know, or the guns on the wall. <laughs> you know, they could they could literally tell you what time accurately what Christ is coming back. And you'd be like, I don't know, man, the ear piercings. Mm, I'm not so sure. So we've scoffed, we've mocked and we've laughed about people on the interwebs who actually have accurate information that's not a conspiracy, by the way. It is not a conspiracy. A lot of what you, it's not a conspiracy theory. There's a difference between a theory and the actual act of a conspiracy, which involves people and an act. That is a the act of conspiring to perform a conspiracy. Get it? Right. So conspiracy theorists are people who are just laughed off of the landscape of the, of the political field. They just are. They're not taken seriously. They're part of a subculture in this country. And now look at us. We're all running, we're all sharing YouTube videos of these folks who you wouldn't sit next to at a restaurant on a good day if it was the last seat in the restaurant you would ask to be seated somewhere else. I'm just being honest and you know it. Now, all of a sudden, all this information is like, you know, it's like the, the dross that, that, that you can sift off the top of a, of a great chicken boil. We're in the country's greatest chicken boil right now, ever. And there's a lot of dross coming to the top. So you just got to skim that crap off the top, right? And you don't know what to believe anymore. You don't know who to believe anymore. You know the president's been impeached. Why is it important that they use the language for inciting an insurrection? I'm going to tell you why. Because the Jedi mind trick right now of the Democrats is to convince you and the world that Donald J. Trump, including anyone related to him or in support of him ever, now, or in the future, is also someone associated with an insurrection. Right? Right. For now, Donald Trump has control over the military. I don't care what the the chief joint the the joint chief joint chiefs of staff got together and decided that we are going to have a Biden presidency. You know, who knows what's been promised in those circles? Come on now. People don't just get bars and medals and in in uh, you know, in promotions because they don't go along to get along. And I love my military, don't get me wrong, but I also know what goes on in the upper echelon and the brass. People don't get to brass without kissing a whole lot of ass. 
I mean, can we just be real? Thank you. It's This isn't top secret information. It's life. It's life. So I don't give a damn what they've, what kind of a statement they have, they've given, they've posted a few days ago and that we're going to have a peaceful transit. Okay, great. Guess who your commander is until January 20th, unless something occurs between now and then. The dip. The Democrats have always here's our here's our consolation prize. The well, a God's not a consolation prize, and I still believe God is completely in control of this. But the consolation prize is they always overplay their hand. Always, they did it with this election. I have literally, I've told you for weeks. I've seen evidence. I've posted evidence. The evidence is legit. It is a global network of of voter fraud a heist of this election, and I am watching men and women I have respected who I thought walked on water. I'm guilty. I've told you that. This is a day of reckoning for all of us. I've got all my little idols, even the ones I've forgotten about, lined up, and every single day I open up a news app. God's like, flick, there goes another one. Whether it's a personality, whether it's a politician, it's it's someone that in law, law enforcement for God's sakes, education, my personal life. Holy crap! I mean, this has been the season of deception for the entire nation. And if you think it's bad now, ha! Huh, I am doing this broadcast tonight because it may be one of my last broadcasts for a while. You can follow me on Telegram. Twitter, still for now, I actually gained 200 followers after losing 14,000. That's fun. Yay me. Um, and I happen to be helping. It's amazing. I feel like the underground railroad of of social media. You know, I've got my peers who have hundreds of thousands of followers are now messaging me going, hey, what do I do? What, what are you doing? Where are you? You're not going to. I'm like, I'll be happy to promote you. And, and I will because that's who I am. I'm not greedy with my audience. I was blessed with my audience. I didn't buy my audience. Maybe that's why people are freaking out. They bought all their followers. I don't know. I have not bought a single follower. A, I don't have that kind of money. And B, I think it's gross. So I just wouldn't do it. It's just so inauthentic and really completely opposite of who I am and what I stand for. You like me, follow me. You don't, unfollow me. I don't care. I I love you, and I'm here to try to speak truth, and um and really more importantly than anything else I do, I really want to leave you with truth, honesty, and encouragement, and that's what tonight is about. And I want you to be wise about what's happening. The Jedi mind trick is if you're associated with this president, haha, look at us. We proved by virtue of impeaching him a second time that he incited the insurrection, which is nothing short of a lie. And if you're a Trump supporter and you've been on social media, now you're really going to crap your pants. If you've been on social media and you've been talking about, we need to take the fight to them, whatever kind of language you've used that could be construed as having inflamed an insurrection, it's just unbelievable that our Constitution actually allows for us to be like, wait a minute, we put this government in place, and we, the people, 
are responsible for removing this government when this government no longer works within its boundaries, within the context of the Constitution of the United States. Once it becomes a lawless, runaway, uh, uh, banana republic body of political jihadists, yes, our Constitution has set us up to be able, not, not an insurrection that somehow we are all just, you know, infidels of of law and order because we see where the lawlessness is, and this is all demonic. This is all demonic. Every bit of it is demonic. What God calls good, the devil calls bad. What the devil calls good, God usually calls bad. I mean, it's just, it is the season of deception. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is not be afraid. I need you to pray for this president and fast, quite honestly, pray and fast. If you want to begin tomorrow, pray and fast and go through until you know the coast is clear. I have information that says that you need to be preparing to enter into your respective arcs, whatever that looks like for you. If you are in a high-density urban area, you need to get to a place of safety. I posted a video from Black Lives Matter groups and other people who are working in the media as well. This video was circulating prior to Election Day. Now the conversation has taken a turn and you're dealing with um, that same group of individuals who were busted on like a Zoom chat talking about um, their own actual insurrection, right, against a legitimate government. Until the 20th or when this subsides, Donald J. Trump is still the commander-in-chief of the United States military. End of story, full stop, period. Not the Joint Chiefs of Staff, not Nancy Pelosi, not Chuck Schumer, not all of the uh, spineless. They're not Republicans. They are absolutely, they are traitors. They are traitors to your Constitution. They have betrayed you, America. Anyone who is aligning with this heist and this fraud is your enemy. Now, what are we called to do as Christians for our enemies and those who spitefully use us? We are called to pray for them and to bless them. So I want to encourage you tonight, as counterintuitive as this is for me, because I'm just a little bit of an Old Testament kind of Christian, where I tend to pray a lot like David. I make fun of that a lot, but I do. I literally pray for, you know, yeah, like David. Just go look up some of how David prayed, and that's how I tend to pray for my enemies. And I'll tell you this, and you could you can dub me whatever you want to dub me. I will never apologize for protecting children from rape and murder, trafficking the sale of our babies. I will never apologize for defending the innocent. Never. That will not happen. You could take me before Congress. You could take me before a military tribunal. You could take me before a Muslim jihadist. Tell you now, I will never 
apologize for defending the innocent. I have a a very personal vested interest in defending the innocence of the innocent. And I have a host of angel armies on my side. So I would encourage you not to become dismayed, not to become afraid. This is not the time to give in to fear. Please stop being so frantic if you're involved in different groups where people are shaming you online. I know many of my friends are on different threads with different people. Some folks are like, you know, I can't wait to go give my cat a bath. and They don't even know what the hell's going on. Others are blaming anyone who would still be questioning an election. I just saw that tonight on Twitter. What are we, what are we called? Oh, we're the election deniers, right? That's a new, that's a new term for those of us who know for a fact because of empirical evidence that fraud absolutely was perpetrated upon this election. We're called election deniers. That's a new term, by the way. So you could be, you too, could be an election denier. Interest, even more interesting still is that if somehow the Democrats and the, and the demons were able to wrangle, you know, what we know for sure has already been prophesied about this presidency in two terms, if you're of that ilk, which I am, uh, if you are of that ilk, then you know, and some of you are like, a prophecy died whenever Jesus died. Okay, well, then you don't have to worry about a prophecy because you don't believe in it. It's kind of like healing, you know. Some of you are like, well, I just don't believe that. Okay, perfect. Then you don't have to worry about being healed. There you go. I mean, hey, as your faith is to you, so be it. That's what Jesus said. So who am I to try to, like, convince you otherwise? The days of convince. Listen, this is not the time for you to try to evangelize people. This is the time for you and your family to be preparing your ark. You'll, if you follow me online, you'll see my hashtags, and I'm telling you things. And it's not cute. I'm not trying to be funny. I have very interesting, nefarious people who watch me, and that's fine. You know, take your picture, whatever. I'm doing absolutely zero that is illegal. As it stands now, God only knows how the words will be twisted and people will be deceived and the lawlessness will continue to abound. I mean, anything's possible at this point. So you, you have got to get settled about who and whose you are and what side of this you want to be on. And I realize some of you are still going to work and you've still got soccer games. You've got this, you've got that, or maybe you're sick, you're suffering, your marriage is falling apart. I don't know. There's so much of life that still is, that's still going on. And it will continue to do so. But I wholeheartedly believe that in the coming days, your life, especially in these swing states, is going to alter drastically. I have very good reason to believe that. So I have a plan. Me and my family have a plan. You could lose all communication. People in Florida today in another state had rolling outages of their cell phone coverage. Some of you are receiving messages from the president 
from the president's team. I I have no idea. I personally have not received one, but I have friends in Intel who have, and you know, my next door neighbor who's a housewife, she did. So there, there's all kinds of, you know, all kinds of stuff happening right now with communications, but you need to be prepared for the fact that you could end up without them. And what do you do if you're not with your loved ones? So you need to sit down in a calm manner, nothing crazy, and talk to your kids and have a plan. Hey, if for some reason all of our communications are down, this is what's happening. You know, it's kind of like, remember when we used to go to the malls? Way before, you know, Chinese Amazon came into our lives um, or Walmart. But remember, you're like, all right, listen, if you get like, God knows you could do this in a Walmart too. If, if we get separated, you stay right where you are. Or we're going to meet right over here by the, you know, the popcorn, the bras, whatever. Um, stay there and I'll come get you. I mean, at least me and my daughter have always worked on contingencies. I don't know why. Maybe it's for a time such as this. But we've always worked on contingencies. And so um, you need to have a contingency plan is what I'm telling you, America. You need to make sure that you pray over yourself and your families every day. I don't care what you've done, what you haven't done. I don't care how bad y'all have been fighting. I don't care how crappy of a father or husband you've been. Get it together. None of that matters. None of that matters right now. Do you understand that? that we are watching a systematic unraveling of our government and law and order. And some of you have been super pumped about the military taking control, but what you haven't stopped to think about is is exactly under whose direction is that military going to operate. And right now, I'm not so sure that there aren't some really, really, really bad actors who would love nothing more um, than to ensure that that's not Donald Trump through the 20th of this month and then even after. That is not to scare you. That is not for you to be like, oh, crap, let me go in there and delete my entire Twitter account. Maybe you need to. I don't know what you've been saying online. But I'm just telling you, there could come a day when anyone who's been exercising their freedom of speech in this country could absolutely fall into the uh, election denier, uh, insurrection, Donald Trumplican, you know, lawlessness, according to the Democrats. It could happen. I'm not telling you to be silent. I'm not telling you to shut up. What I'm telling you to do is to get off of social media long enough to pack a bag, to make sure you have some food, make sure you have water, batteries, and all the other things you need. I am not a tinfoil hat wearer. I am not a hysterical woman. I'm a single mother who has always been prepared to protect my daughter's life and mine. And some of you are like, well, God wins. See, that's one of those other hashtag campaigns that we love. And you're right. God has already won in case we forgot. He has. There's still a battle going on right here around us. Don't believe me? Turn on your evening news. Don't believe me? Your 45th president was just impeached for a second time. So let's talk about the battle of of good and evil. We are called to occupy this land. 
We are called to occupy the territories of our bodies, our homes, anywhere our feet tread. We are called to occupy that territory with the Spirit of the living God. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So if you're not bringing freedom wherever your feet land and you don't know the authority you have in Jesus Christ and you're not trampling on the heads of serpents and you are not renouncing evil wherever you go fearlessly, and I'm not talking about standing around the water cooler with your Bible beating the hell out of everybody. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you standing on your principle, you defending the Constitution no matter what, you teaching your children what's in the Constitution no matter what. You standing your ground as patriots in this country, no matter what. That is not an insurrection. That is not lawlessness. That is Americanism 101. That is constitutionalism 101. And let me tell you, you know, the American Revolution was no picnic. I mean, some folks were called to insurrection. (laughs) I mean, can you, I mean, how many other nations around the country have actually attempted um, an insurrection, right? Because their governments are so oppressive. And that is not God. God is not going to be in the business of, of oppression. And the only reason he told his people 400 years, kids, sorry, this act of willful disobedience, this is what's happening. You're about to go into captivity. You have to understand what dispensation we're in. We are not in the dispensation of judgment. We are in the dispensation of grace as it relates to God's timing, to grace and mercy, understanding when he comes back, it will positively be the dispensation of judgment. But we are called to execute judgment on this earth in the righteousness and the spirit of God. We've even gotten that right. Don't judge me. Don't judge your neighbor. You can't judge me. I mean, I hear it all the time. And what God is saying is that as a body of believers, we are in fact called to judge one another, to keep one another from going over the cliff. We get it backwards. We like to gossip about people in the name of prayer. We like to talk trash about people and call that, you know, I'm just lifting up to the Lord. You know, don't tell. But can you believe that she blah, 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 blah? Yeah, let's pray for her. (laughs) The crazy stuff we do as Christians, especially as Southerners. My people. And the Lord says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And y'all are running around with chicken, with your little heads cut off like chickens. And I'm telling you, looking for information, looking for truth. Is this fact? Y'all are pulling up videos from like six years ago. A bunch of QAnon videos. And listen, I love the Q people. Y'all can shove it. If you think they're crazy, fair enough. That's your opinion. I've got mine. I know Jack Posobiec and all of his, you know, former intelligence community. That ought to tell you something. People think that Qs are nuts. Well, certain intelligence agencies, I should say, or certain intelligence folks who have, are basically establishment intelligence, intelligence people um, who lack, I believe, hmm, I'll just leave that alone. I do not believe that QAnons are conspiracy theorists. I think there are whack jobs in every group. 
I think there are nuts in every group. They're in the church. They're in Judaism. They're in Islam. They're everywhere. It's it's part of the fallen nature. It can happen. Get over it. But I'm not one to throw the entire body of people out with the bathwater. Neither are you. That's why you defend Muslims who are actually peaceful and who do not plan jihad, right? Because that's who we are as Americans. That's why you love Jews because, you know, you just you love Jews. I mean, God, talk about a body of people who have been demonized their entire existence. I think they vote Democrat to just kind of stay under the radar, right? Where it's like, well, we just won't get involved in social. We're just going to go along to get along with all the social stuff. And, uh, and I have Jewish friends who are staunch conservatives whose eyes opened to the truth of what serving that whole kingdom is about in the way of Democrats and liberalism. And they jumped ship, thank God, and came over to the, to the light. But I got to tell you, those names I listed off earlier, named off, they're all Republicans. The state of Georgia, the headline of our rag liberal newspaper, if you can call it, it's not even a newspaper, for God's sakes. It's a liberal rag of propaganda. The headline in an article by someone I actually used to respect is payback. Yep. You've got the the men who stood up against, well, actually, who, who wanted to prove that they're, or at least they just wanted the public. They wanted to fulfill their constitutional duty. They wanted to fulfill their constitutional duty. And they wanted to review the election results. And you know what they get for it? Payback. That's the first headline Greg Bloodstein's gotten right in a long time. Payback. I love it. But, of course, he finishes that thought with election deniers are under fire. Yeah, well, of course they are. Election deniers. <laughs> There's another term that you get to, you know, it's not this It's not this S letter on our shirts. It's like election denier. E-D. There you go. And how appropriate is that? When, there you go, there's another gaslighting technique, right? Another Jedi mind trick. The people who are actually um, erectionally challenged, how do you like that? There's a Monica word. I love it. Monica phrase. Um, The EDs of our party, the EDs of this country, they are the ones assigning payback. And, And you know what? People celebrate it. You don't think they would literally round you up and put your butts before a tribunal for actually abiding by the Constitution? Do you understand that the Constitution of this country is literally the equivalent? It holds the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is predicated upon liberty, as is his gospel, as is his person. And oppressors hate liberty which is why they hated Jesus. And they live today because it is a spiritual issue. Payback. Brandon Beach, stripped of of his chairmanship. Burt Jones. I like Burt. I like Brandon. I, I texted Brandon just last night, Senator Beach. Excuse me. And I said, you will... Hereby have my support moving forward in any way that I can help you. 
And I mean that. And Brandon and I didn't start out on good terms. But that, to me, is a patriot. And he took some hits. And you know what? I just sit back and I relish in the fact that my father hates, yes, God hates evil. And he hates injustice more than anything in all of creation. He hates evil and he hates injustice. And what has been done to our straight our our state legislators, our senators, is an abysmal failure of justice on behalf of Republican leadership. And you have to ask yourself why. I have been shining a light on this administration, particularly the lieutenant governor's office, since he ran for office. And I was shut down. I was and the Speaker of the House. I was asked personally to take my foot off of the Speaker's uh, proverbial neck while I was on the air because of what I was realizing about that office. I was threatened. I had to warn, I had to, I had to tell my audience on radio weekly, my tires are full, then they're new. You know, I don't hear, I'm not planning, I'm in a good mood. I'm not really planning on checking out anytime soon. And if, you know, if, if for some reason I shoot myself in the back of the head, it wasn't me. I mean, it, because this is how dangerous it is to speak for truth. So you should be commending people like Marjorie Green instead of our journalists here in our rag media just it's really nothing more than a sanitary napkin is what you could use this newspaper for. Making fun of Marjorie Green. Sigh. Sigh. The word sigh was actually typed in a tweet by a journalist today who represents this rag to describe and characterize Marjorie Green as crazy because she's a troublemaker. The freshman legislator is causing trouble in D.C., and she's a QAnon conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. It's not a conspiracy if it's real. The days of hashtagging are over. Um, the days of mocking and making fun of and turning a blind eye to bad actors in the Republican Party are over. You guys are... There are there are entities who are running with their asses on fire to denounce the president, especially now. Before this new beginning happens, that man will stand completely alone. And when this thing turns around, you mark my words, God Almighty himself will be the only entity and being of liberty that any of us will be able to give credit to. And I will spend the rest of my life accrediting him on the air. I will never let us forget how we maintained the victory. You have my word on that. I will not. And if I never made another dime off of terrestrial radio again, I could give two craps 
because that's how much I believe God has his eye on this nation and wants us to continue to prosper and has heard our pleas, our cries, our prayers. He's seen our fasting. He has seen our repentance. He gave us four years of prosperity. And we went through four years of hell with lying demons. It, the fact that Donald Trump is still alive with good health is a complete testimony to God's faithfulness. I sound like such a whack job to some of you, and that is totally fine with me. As you can hear in my voice, I am unmoved, and I am completely convicted by what I say. And I will never apologize for standing with Donald J. Trump for four years and four more years and for four years after that. And however, my political tenure can can continue on that legacy, I will never apologize for the blessing God bestowed upon this country in the man of Donald Trump. Not because I'm so in love with Donald Trump, but because I recognize when my father's favor is on someone and I'm not jealous of it. I don't, I'm not a denier, you know, I'm not a partisan. I'm not a party girl. Politics is not my religion. It's not my theology. Shouldn't be yours either. So I want to encourage you that some of us that you've been used to hearing from on the regular are going to switch gears. We are going to switch gears and we're going to hand you over to our father, to our rock. I get many emails and texts, but thank you so much and you're and your hope in this and that helps me just sustain me. And, blah, and I just admire your faith and I need it. And please don't. And I'm thinking, I, I appreciate that. But, but it's important that I get out of the way and share my father with you. Because he's, he's, he's your father too. Because he's the father of all living beings. So if you're looking for peace and answers and joy and hope, You're not going to find that in me, and you shouldn't. I'm glad I can encourage you and inspire you, and I can be a vehicle for my father. I can be a conduit for my father. Ultimately, I need you to lock arms with our father, and I need you to seek him for yourself and allow him to minister to those places of doubt and great fear and dread. And I I want to leave you tonight with, Great hope, great perseverance, patience, that you will learn to open your mouth and pray over your families and not allow a spirit of deception and um, spiritual dereliction enter into your homes and fear and dread. Fear tells you something might happen. Dread tells you it will. I pray that you'll renounce those things that are unholy, that are not of God, and that you will just practice praying always. What does that mean? I walk around my house. It's probably why I'm so good at radio. 
I talked, it sounds like I'm talking to myself and sometimes I am because I'm, you know, I enjoy my own conversations. That's why I can talk into a microphone for like two hours at a time and not even take a single phone call and still be really okay with myself. And you guys love to hear me, um, which is great. I'm very grateful. But I spend a lot of my days talking to God. And I listen. I listen for a response. And I'm not a crazy person. I just believe that God is alive. I believe that Jesus is alive. Why would I pray to a dead God? And why would I hang my head down all the time? And I mean, can you imagine your kids coming to you and be like, I I have something to discuss with you. Let me get on my knees. And I'm not saying that God's not holy and it's holy ground and you shouldn't, you know, hey, listen, only you know the condition of your own heart. I have gotten on my face many times, even in a public place, to like fall out and just be like, I was so convicted. And I've just felt like, oh, I'm on sacred ground right now. Father, forgive me. I need you. I need you. And sometimes your soul needs that. That's okay. But for that to be like your everyday prescription for that's how you can get to the Lord, that's just not how my home operates. It's not how I operate. I look at God as my daddy, as my father. I started a prayer with a very prominent person just recently. So honored to be in his life to cover him in prayer as his sister. (laughs) And it may have taken him back. I don't know. I didn't ask, but I thought, here we go. And I was so excited for the opportunity to do it. And the heaviness was so great. And I said, I said, okay, let's pray. Can I pray for you, please? He's like, of course, please pray. Please do. He was like, all right, father, daddy, papa, (laughs) And that's just how I see him. That's how I see him. I mean, Jesus saw him that way too. Papa, Abba, Father, Daddy. God is not dead is more than a movie. It's not just a tagline. It's not a hashtag. And right now, America, we're going to have to make a decision to believe that no matter what the Democrats do, no matter how many militias line up, no no matter how many roving crazies are running through your cities terrorizing people in the name of thinking that they're stopping an insurrection while causing the insurrection um i need you to keep your peace about you and know who our father is if you need to listen to this podcast over and over fine i i may actually start an evening podcast of scripture reading i know many of you are very um complimentive of my voice and I appreciate that and my and my voice was created to bring comfort as well as conviction and confidence and I want to leave you with confidence and and I'm going to leave you with this and those who have ears to hear please hear a few years ago there was a massive blizzard that hit the metro Atlanta area and surrounding areas. I mean, it was massive. And for days leading up to it, I mean, like longer than a week, you know, our all of our local meteorologists, national, they were, uh, they were forecasting, that we could expect a blizzard, that we could expect large amounts of snowfall. And I'm like, okay, so there's so there's one avenue, right? 
So we, I, I heard it and I read it that it was forecasted that it could be coming, right? So for about five days in a row, I would go outside and the temperature was just dropping and dropping. And so the, the ground had the perfect conditions to um, maintain a significant amount of snowfall and it stick. See, I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and we are the worst. You guys make fun of us. I don't blame you. We make fun of us when it comes to any form of inclement weather. Someone spits out the window like school's called off. It's crazy. And so we don't have machinery. Like, we are not prepared. We will. We do have machinery, but but we don't look. We're not like Pennsylvania, right? Like we, we just need to stay home, truth be told. But we do have some salt trucks and whatnot, but not a lot. And we know that. All of us native Georgians know that we're screwed whenever it comes to any form of inclement weather in the way of ice and snow and sleet and all that stuff. So the ground was cold for a number of days. And I'm like, okay. So I've heard it. I've seen the forecasts nationally and locally, I can go outside and feel the temperature is right for this environment that if we do get a blizzard, it's going to stick. If we do even get any snowfall at all, it'll stick. I go out on the day of the blizzard before it starts, and I I look at the clouds, and I, I look at the ceiling of of the sky, of the cloud coverage, and it's low. And it kind of been that way for a couple of days, but this particular morning, it looked like those things are heavy and they're holding, you know, matter in them. There's some density to this thing. And and it was kind of wet, a little moist. There's a word some of you guys hate. I don't understand that. Anyway, it's weird. But it was moist, moist, moist. So it was there was a lot of moisture in the air. And I'm like, okay. So hold on. So I've heard it from the meteorologist for five days or more, nationally, locally. I've been living in temperatures that are below freezing, right at and below freezing for five days. And so the ground is ripe. And I walk outside my door this morning, and I can see in the sky that the clouds are heavy and the ceiling's low and it feels like it could snow, okay? So I made an executive decision because remember, I'm the widowed mom that lives with contingency plans. This is how you got to do when you ain't got a man in your life, right? Or a daddy or whatever. So I'm like, all right, I get my, corral my daughter. She's driving to school at this point in time. She's in high school. She's in the 11th grade, and she's driving, I don't know, probably three and a half, maybe four miles to her to her school. And we convene in the kitchen. I said, here's what's going to happen. If, because I don't wait for the school to tell me what I'm going to do with my kid. It's my kid, right? She's my responsibility. You're going to drive to school. The moment I see a snowflake, I'm going to text you, and you're going to get in your car, and you're going to come home to the ark. And she says, all right. No problem. She goes to school. I light a fire. I make some hot chocolate, put on my fuzzy socks. I turn on the news because I work from home. Turn on the news. And there it is again. And you can see like the whole screen is like purple. 
It's just coming, right? But it could be here in a few hours, you know, I mean, you just, I mean, it, it, but it's coming. And no one really gave us a time as to what time it could come, but you saw it was coming. So every school system in Metro Atlanta is wide open. School buses running, schools are wide open. Uh, you know, people have gone to work, rush hours already happened. Everybody's at work, sitting around the, the, the water cooler, pre-COVID, of course, years ago. And, um, and you, you know, the mayor's office at the time, it was Kasim Reed, and Mayor Reed is like, you know, yeah, we got our salt trucks, we're ready, we're good, you know, we'll do what we need to do if it happens. And literally at 11.01 a.m., I saw the first snowflake hit my back porch, and I texted my daughter, and I said, get in the car right now. But mom, get in the car and get back to the ark right now. So she says, well, mom, they're going to let us go at 1130. Get in the car and get in the ark right now. So the school sends out a blast message. We're going to let your kids go home at 1145. This was 1101. I said, get in the car and get to the ark right now. I don't give a damn what your school says. Get it. You have my permission. Get up out of your seat and leave the school right now. Well, mom, there are some people, you know, they said that they're all going to go to Chick-fil-A and just kind of hang out because it's not that far. And I'm thinking about going with them and we, you know, we're just going to kick back and grab some food and everything will be fine. You know, and I'll be home in a little bit, get in the car and get to the ark right now. And she says, yes, ma'am, on my way, fine. (laughs) She was mad. I was like, what else is new? It's a teenager. So I'm cozied up, got my hot chocolate and my marshmallows, my fuzzy socks, my blankie. I got a fire going. I was golden. At 12 p.m., our entire world fell apart here in the state of Georgia, the city, in the metro area of Atlanta. People literally stranded in their cars for over 30 hours, 35 hours. Children stuck in school buses without their mothers and fathers or winter coats or any form of heat for hours on end. I'm talking six, eight hours in school buses. People could not get to them. The one time in my life I ever defended our abysmal corrupt mayor of Atlanta, Kasim Reed, was during this apocalyptic snowstorm. And you know why? Because it wasn't his fault that people didn't read the signs. It was, there's nothing that man could have done to prepare other than have the salt trucks ready any more than he did because it was a massive snowstorm. I'm telling you that your safety, your life, your quality of life and your ability to survive is up to you. The clouds are dense. We have the United States military surrounding our capital. Some of you think that's a good thing. Some of you don't know what to think. I'm telling you not to overthink it and pay attention to what's happening. The president was just impeached today. The left is trying to tell you that if you're a patriot who believes in the constitutional process and procedure, 
of 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 a just election of a legitimate election that you are somehow the enemy of the state okay that's another sign for you to pay attention to there's anger in the atmosphere there's bitterness there's accusation there's fear there's resolve from some really bad actors that you're not going to get your country back. That you just need to sit down and take it. Or they're coming for you. They've already said that. Are you kidding me? People banned, shut down, bank accounts closed. Sign of the times. So make sure you have what you need. Cash, water, batteries, food, blankets if you're in a cold area. Make sure you have plenty of warmth, comfortable shoes. You may have to walk. I don't know. Make sure you have gas. If you don't have a generator, you know, make sure you have a way to keep your family warm. I'm not a hysterical woman. I'm a widowed mother who lives with contingency plans. You should have a contingency plan. Our father wants you to have a contingency plan. Make sure you get in your arc. It's going to be very important in the coming days. All right. You can still follow me on Telegram at the Monica Matthew Show, I believe. I am on Gab as well as the same thing. I'm still on Twitter. <laughs> it's a miracle. At Monica on Air Talk. The Monica Matthews on Facebook still there too. That's another miracle. You can always find me at my website until, you know, they decide to take that down too. <laughs> through WordPress, and that's at monicamatthews.com. You'll notice I'm not freaked out (laughs) because I know who my daddy is. I love you guys. Be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. Remember, if you're an American, this is definitely the time to act like one.